We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, Bet. Uh, we thank them for that sponsorship. If you can please rate and review the podcast, that also goes a long way towards helping us out. We are uh, available on all your all your normal places you listen to podcasts. We're also live. We are on uh, StreamYard. We are on uh, YouTube. We're on Facebook Live. Everywhere you may listen to uh, to your, your live streams, we're there also. So welcome, uh, welcome aboard if you happen to be listening live. If you want to jump in and make some comments, please do the same also. I am Scott Jensted, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Jeff, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Scott. Um, although a little melancholy because it was a tough week for uh, fab bidding. Tough week to try to recover from a lot of injuries on some teams. Uh, you know, a couple of really good teams that had like eight injuries in one night or, or in one week. And, you know, that meant like three dead spots for the weekend and uh, some NFBC leagues. And, you know, that's always tough to recover from. But and you, that means you also have to make some tough cuts. But we were talking about that in Twitter threads, threads this week. That's part of the game. It is, it is, and it's uh, it's funny. I was doing our as we get to the news and notes. I was doing our like. I wonder how many injuries there were. I'm flipping through. I'm like, wow, there really were a lot of guys that uh, that were banged up or went in the aisle or got hurt. It was uh, it's tough and it's it's weird. It was a weird Fab Week where I didn't really think there was a ton of like guys I really wanted to attack. There are some few, a few we talked about, but mm-hmm. you know when you get injuries, you got to find some you got to find some fill-ins. I'm looking for pitching. I'm. Uh, it's funny, Jeff. I in my main events, I drafted offense really, really well. I have a lot of points in offense, and my uh, my pitching is horrendous. And uh, you know, most of that's thanks to uh, Luis Castillo. A little bit's thanks to uh, you know uh, Freddie Peralta pitching four and two thirds today. But uh, you know, yeah. when you when you, when your ace has an ERA over seven seven, we're about to hit June. It's tough to combat that, but I'm gonna have to find a way. But it's uh, it's been rough. 
Yeah, uh, you know, and some of my melancholy strikes from self-induced airs, like, uh, yeah. hey, picking up John Lester and starting him. Oh, hey, I, I, I did. I, we came up with that one. I tried to talk you out of that after I you picked you him did. up. That that yeah. one didn't. That was not very helpful of me. I apologize. Well, you know, I could have still not started him, uh, but yeah. alas, I. And here's the worst part: I also had Griffin Canning going that in that league too, and you know, both have since been cut. But you know, yeah. you know, and, and with the like. With authority, by the way, you know, with a little bit of, oh, I really can't wait to get rid of you, you know, but it's a good feeling. So it's a good feeling sometimes, especially, especially someone like John Lester, who, you know, bad human being and and he didn't pitch well. So it's perfect. Bad human being only because I'm of the A's kidding. factor there I'm, again. I'm yeah. fully kidding to any John Lester fan. Yeah. Just kidding about the A's from last week. But, right, right, right. Um, Don't yeah, get no, blocked by somebody else on Twitter, by the way. Come yes, on. I'm trying. I, I feel bad it's only Brett Anderson, but that's all right. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about week nine before we get into uh, our fab pickups. Uh, looks like we have a, we have a big uh, big slate this this week. We have 13 teams that play seven games. We mm -hmm. do have three teams that play five games. The uh, Atlanta, Boston, and Houston have five-game slates. So if you, uh, you have some players from that team, you know, make sure that uh, you look at that and figure out if you want to start your guys there. Uh, Jeff, so you know, there is an early Monday game. We have Toronto and Tampa Bay tomorrow yep. on, on the early side. So if you uh, if you play in a league that locks your whole uh, lineup, I hope that's not the case anymore with any leagues anywhere. But if you do, uh, there's an early game. It's 10 07 uh, Pacific time out here in California. So that's going to be an early one. Uh, nothing uh, nothing like uh, having one of my pitchers going in a 10, 10 in the morning game that Jeff, that should be fun. You know, you, you, it's funny that you're we're like almost sharing a brain because that was literally going to be the next thing I said. <laughs> Was like make sure you start set your lineups early. Uh, not, not about your pitcher. I don't care about your pitcher unless yeah, it's that, my pitcher too. Yeah. But it might be uh, actually. Who is it? Ryan Yarbrough. Uh no. Well, maybe I. He might have actually been a cut in one of my twelves. Yeah. Uh, because it's not, it's not it, a bad call. I think I cut him in twelve too. I think I might have him in a fifteen still. Yeah, under the premise of can't use him in a two stepper, and you can't use him. Um, yep, the real, I did the real cut problem him. Is he's been like scheduled to pitch two starts the last two weeks and they move guys around and then he piggybacks and it's just finding finding out when he's actually going to pitch has been difficult the last couple of weeks it sure has and i i kind of in the mindset there of ah, i don't want to deal with that plus ryan yarborough versus a righty heavy lineup like toronto i don't really want to deal with that at all yeah i haven't actually decided if i'm gonna start him yet in a 15 team or i probably will because it's gonna be two starts but uh that uh going against that righty lineup like you said that is that does not make me uh, overly fired up to watch that game for sure yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing it just because I like watching Toronto play. Oh, they're so fun to watch it. I love yeah. that team. Teoscar. Give me oh, Teoscar all the time. We're going we're gonna to talk about Teoscar later. He's, that dude's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, I love – how can you not love Vladdy? How can you not love yeah. Bobichette? I mean, just so many fun guys. But you're right. Uh, a lot of games on Monday too, uh, just period. Last week we had – I think we had like six games and one of them was rained out. That's not going to be an issue uh, tomorrow. We're going to have plenty of games – for us to watch. I always like that. Yeah, um, I do too. I yeah, we got, it looks like we got eight games tomorrow. So it's definitely uh no, it's a, it's a good, a good chunk there. We got a lot of good, a lot of uh, interesting pitchers pitching too. So it'll be a, uh, I think you might know, you might know a little bit about your week uh, all of a sudden on Monday, which can be a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah. um, some good schedules this week. Uh, I like the A schedule this week. Uh, you know, they, uh, they coming off uh, beating the angels two out of three should have won today, but uh, kind of blew that game, but they have, they have seven home games this week. They play Seattle and the angels. Uh, those are two, two staffs that I, I liked. I liked to my offense against. So you throw, throw seven games out there. It's a, it's a good week. If you have some, some fringy A's, some Seth Brown, some Chad Pinder, this is a good week to throw those guys out there. Yeah, seven home games too. You gotta like that. Uh, the Troutless Angels, because you know Trout would just devour the A's. But no, <laughs> no, nice, nice not to have that. Uh, good week to try. You know, if you if you're on the fence about someone like Cole Irvin, well, this is a good week for him. 
you know, James Caprillion. I know we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but oh, we did talk a little bit about him last week. Yeah, too, we but. talked about him last week. I mean, there are a lot of people picked him up this week in 12. We talked about picking up in last week in 15. He was, he looked good yeah. against the Angels. I know they skipped him to kind of keep everybody on the schedule and they, they threw him. He, he looked really good. That's his, he had like, uh, he said he had a couple hundred fans there. It's a hometown game. He's from Southern California. Yep. Um, nine strikeouts. And I don't know. His stuff is a little bit better than I thought it was going to be, actually. Yeah, 15 Ks and 10 innings. He yeah. was, you know, it took him a long time to get to the majors, but he's yeah. always been a prospect. Yeah, and just, fact, he, I mean, injuries just have killed his, it killed him so far. And I, I just really hope he stays healthy because it's, uh, I like his makeup too. Like he puts a couple guys on, he kind of bears down a little bit. I think he has a little bit of that, uh, you know, you can't quantify bulldog kind of thing when he puts guys on base. He really seems to, you know, hone in. Obviously, it's been two starts. We don't know that fully, but uh, I don't know. I like what I've seen so far. Moxie. I like awesome. it too. I like it. Oh uh, yeah, it, it, fifteen Ks and ten innings. We'll take that. I just wanted to go a little deeper. That's my next request. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree there. Uh, also, the White Sox have a have a good schedule. I like that this week. They have a uh, they have seven games, three against St. Louis, and then a lovely home four against Baltimore, which is always nice. Yeah, it is. Uh, Baltimore can hurt you sometimes, uh, just offensively a little bit there. You know, they got they got to uh, Patrick Corbin early today. Uh, course they gave it right back because it was matt harvey day which means everybody gets ahead but yeah uh yeah it was it was fun it was they're 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 kind of fun at the top i mean trey mancini's quietly having a pretty good year yes uh i like i think i like austin hayes a little bit i like you know some of their young hitters are fun i mean i like them more when they start bringing up some of their prospects too yeah for sure but like if you look at white Sox hitters i mean they get uh you're gonna get uh, yeah they do face means but you get zimmerman harvey uh kramer they get uh, matt shoemaker on monday there's a it should be a good week of offense for the for the white Sox hitters yeah andrew vaughn with the big home run today yeah. uh hitting that ball uh, you know rolled his chap and it's human after all drago bleeds uh and you well, know, yeah was, we, we don't get a triple play every day to end games sometimes you go up a run yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that was right. pretty. That was pretty. Not a Yankees fan, but that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Vaughn was was the hitter in both of those yeah, situations. That's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, good. Good for Vaughn. And I, you know, it's the last two weeks we've really started to see that power emerge. It's funny what happens when you don't get jerked around. You play every day. Good things happen. Yeah. No. It's it's. We didn't play today, right? He pinch hit that home run, right? You know, you're probably right about that. I didn't even yeah. think about it. I just remember seeing him, you know, hit the homer. Yeah, yeah he, I didn't realize uh, he, he was actually yeah, he pinched, at a starting lineup. He pinched it for Adam Eaton. Obviously, Adam Eaton's not going to face Chapman, so that was a a good uh, a good call right there. Um, some other good schedules. Some of the six gamers are interesting too. Uh, I really like the Cubs schedule. They are uh, three at Pittsburgh, which is just a smorgasbord of doing everything good right now. Pittsburgh is truly terrible. Um, and then three against uh, three against your Reds. Uh, they do face. They don't. They miss our Sonny Reds. Gray. Uh, our Reds, Scott. Every Come time on, Luis, go. every on Luis Castillo days, it's your Reds. On non-Luis Castillo days, it's our Reds. Yeah, and I just thought it was a reflection of losing six out of seven this week on the homestand that you were just jumping off that bandwagon. Not, which it's not what you, not what you want to do at home is go one and six. That's uh, that was it was a rough week for the Reds for sure. It was, it was. And then the the Yankees have a good uh, good schedule for the hitters. Also, they're they, they're three Toronto, then three at Detroit. Um, if you have any Yankees hitters that are they're kind of fringy. Uh, if you uh, Clint Frazier today, three hits and two stolen bases. I don't know where the heck that came from. That's impressive. Yeah, came back from a couple days injury uh, and you know seemed renewed. I don't know. Maybe it was just uh, the opposing pitcher. Maybe it was Dallas. I can't strike anybody out, Keuchel, uh, and that that had something to do with it. Or maybe it was just that you know he. You know, hey, again, let's plug them in and leave them alone. Can I? Can we ask for these things? We, you can, but uh, you know, I guess they got Miguel Andujar out there now. But we, I mean, you figure yeah. if, if you can't play when Stanton's out and you get that extra spot in the lineup, I mean, Glaber Torres is back now, but 
I don't know. It's uh, I feel like Fraser had really had his chance to solidify himself, but then um, you know, kind of uh, he just he didn't take advantage of the first six weeks. I mean, they're playing him almost every day. And he just he he hasn't really given a, he hasn't really kicked down that door for the playing time right now. No, he hasn't. And I've been I was one of his proponents. I I, I kind of even dismissed the concern about Gardner. Even I knew it was there, but I was like, come on, he was hitting that right. in the middle of the lineup last year. Well, it's because Stanton and Judge were out most of the year. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he, he's and he's been terrible. I mean, he really has been terrible. That's all you can say. And it's just, I mean, it's a long season. It's funny. We get to the point in the quarter of the way through and we're oh, we almost be at the end of last season. So it's, uh, you know, I think everybody's finally adjusting the fact. You, you see it a little bit in the free agent bidding. I think people spent a ton that first month. And now everybody's realizing that, you know, I have 350 bucks left. I have to kind of, I have to budget this for the next 18 weeks of the season, not the next four weeks of the season. So it's, uh, I think we're starting to see everybody uh, kind of uh, settle in for a little bit for a, a long, a long summer of baseball, which is a very good thing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'd agree with that. And, you know, it's, yeah, and the thing is, you have to adjust your two-start starter bids. You have to, you know, your your streaming hitter bids. You have to adjust everything downward a little bit, yep. and just remember that you, you got to have something left in September. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just that you know, oh, there's a two-step pitcher. I'm gonna throw thirty-seven bucks on him. It was easy last year, but uh, that that's gonna come back quickly this year. So that's a good uh, a good segue into Fab. Um, wasn't a huge like, oh my gosh, this guy's gonna get three hundred dollars a bid week. But uh, a lot of interesting players. Uh, first guy I want to talk to you about is Spencer Howard in Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. Struggled upon his uh, his twenty twenty call up uh, this year. Has been mostly in relief, but they're kind of working him back up, trying to stretch him back out to start because uh, they need him in the rotation. Uh, he threw started against Boston through three innings gave up one hit four walks though kind of jumps off the page it's like eh, that's kind of gross but five strikeouts also jumps off the page um walks really haven't been a concern uh have been a concern in the majors but in the minors he was a pretty good walk guy in 2018 and 2019 um but was really good in really good in in, in his innings in 2019 in a and double a and then uh in, in 2018 in a ball he threw 112 innings 3.7 area he's a big prospect for them uh, how do you feel about Howard going forward? It felt to me like he was maybe a guy that uh, who know, we're not we don't know where to get, but he's got some upside in there somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, it's so funny. In one main event, I got him for a buck, uh, and you know, in another main event, I think he went for a little bit more. I, I saw some, you know, he went for sixteen in the other. You know, I see I saw some pretty wildly variant uh, results on him. Uh, he gets Miami. That's that's the critical aspect yeah. of that too. And we're just, you know, you're hoping to get five innings out of it. That's, that's all you're really hoping. That was to the do. goals. I was trying to think, can he get five? And I bid him in mo- both my main events, and I actually got to, I actually got outbid. I saw him going for some low prices, but he was uh, he was pretty popular in both of my leagues. Yeah, and, well, and that uh, I think this week in particular was really difficult because there are I, this was a bid for need sort of week. Yeah. Uh, in one league, I had you know seven hitters hurt. You know, I, I had to I had to make some tough cuts. I couldn't feel the lineup this weekend in one of them there, and in another in both of them really actually over the weekend. So had to make some tough calls. Uh, most any, of my, any really tough cuts? Any guys you're really regretting uh, dropping? Well, I like Brandon Nimmo a lot, yeah, uh, but that is a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. Griffin Canning kind of was someone I like, but yeah, that's not as tough, I suppose. But you know, Nimmo was tough because I have him in a yeah. lot of places too, uh, and. You know, Jason. Is that, Hayden, a, is that a twelve or a fifteen? These are fifteens. Okay. Uh, and a twelve, it's it's a hard. Yeah. In twelve, it's not a hard cut. That's a and tough a cut. That's a tough cut in a fifteen because that somebody comes back could be could be pretty valuable. Yeah, but you're you're seeing you know just look at every every league you're going to see that there. There's yeah, we're right. not the only ones. You know, yeah. someone who had Aaron Hicks has probably got to cut him. Yeah. Luis Urias has got to be a cut. Uh, and there's some that you know some that are you know Huascar you know is going to be gone too long, so he's a cut. 
Yeah. Elvis Andrews is terrible, and that's probably a righteous cut. Uh, Stephen Piscotty's been quietly terrible. He's he was a cut. Quietly, um, a, uh, quietly not playing very much either. Yeah, uh, Yandy Diaz, you know, hitting for average, but nothing else was a cut in one of my mains. Yeah, um, you know, you just have to make these tough decisions. It's the healthy cuts are the interesting ones. When you have to cut the uh, the hurt guys, I mean, it's that's okay. I mean, you get that, you understand why, but. You know, really had kind of came down to some tough ones. Can you stash that reliever that isn't closing yet? That I, might. I was about to say my tough cuts this week were figuring out these guys that I'm kind of stashing as relievers, and you can't use them. They're on my bench. I need those bench spots. Guys like uh, Lucas Sims, Alex Amir Coll- Garrett, Amir, yeah. Amir Garrett, uh, Alex Colomay. I'm trying to figure out. You know, I was talking to I was talking to Rob Silver. We're talking about cuts, and he's like, "Well, you know, you don't get a draft pick back just because you, if you hold on to them longer." And I was like, "You know, it's true." It's hard. It's easy to say that and give that advice, but it's hard when you took him in the 12th round and just cut him. And, uh, you know, but uh, he's got like two guys ahead of him now. He's probably behind Rogers and in Hansel Robles now. So it's, uh, yeah. it's tough. And Lucas Sims, you know, you, you hope he has great outings because maybe he can build his way up and he gives him three runs. And you just kind of feel him slip back down the ladder. You see him pitch twice in the sixth inning. Um, I like Sims, but I finally cut him this week in the main event. I don't blame you. I think he's a cut too, unfortunately. Um, It'd be nice and, if the Reds had some save ops every once in a while so I could kind of figure out what was going on, but it seems to not happen either. Right. TJ Antone called himself a mid-inning, uh, mid-inning closer uh, in a, an article today too, so that was fun to see, but there, <laughs> there's no one there. Yeah, Colome, I think, was a cut. I, I think for sure he was a cut. Um, I held on to Garrett. I talked uh, Shoe out of uh, cutting Garrett. Instead, uh, we got rid of uh, Griffin Canning. I, yeah. I I, I just I see more of an upside. Garrett's actually pitched well. That's the difference too. And, it, and it Sims has struggled. Garrett has actually pitched well lately. Yes. I mean, I, it's but man. And also our other issue is we have Jake McGee. We have uh, Minnesota Hansel Robles. He yep. did get a save for us this week, but blew one today. And but the fact he, is, he's he getting a, the save chance. He got a win today out of that too. It's always uh, always yeah. a nice little side effect. If you're gonna blow, at least you get the win on the backside. Yeah, but here's a bit of advice. Don't walk the leadoff hitter when you're trying to protect a one-run lead. Nothing he gave worse. up an infield signal that and that, but his first and second and Jose Ramirez up. I'm like, oh, what could go right here? Yeah, right. Uh, you got he, he, Ramirez flew out deep, uh, like on the warning track. It was a barrel. Um, got out of that, you know, and then, then they scored on a suicide squeeze right after that. Oh, all right. Uh, so it was a weird inning. It wasn't like he was, he did give up a rocket, but the one rocket he gave up was an out which was kind of wild. Yeah, I uh, I held Colomay one more week. I think he's a cut for me soon, but I was, I was going to see when, when Robles blew that, I figured I was going to hold one more week, but I just, I think he's just too far down that track and I think I'm holding on for poor reasons. But uh, next thing I want to ask you about uh, is someone we talked about about three weeks ago. It did not go well. Um, there's uh, It's now on Twitter. If you get Gomber, it means you got lit up in your start. Austin Gomber is back. He is has a two-start week this week, and the matchups are fantastic. He gets he's, at, he's on the road, which is obviously good for a Rockies pitcher, but he's at the Mets, and they have pretty much no players left. Pete Alonso went on the on the IL. Uh, you mentioned Nimmo. Uh, half their team is hurt right now. Uh, then at Pittsburgh, like you can't draw that one up much better, and he's been pretty good lately. Since that since that start where you get the, the 37 runs to the Giants in the first inning, uh, 22 and a third, 24 strikeouts, three walks, eight earned runs. Um, so the ERA is good, uh, pretty good, the mid mid to, mid to high threes, but 24 to three K to walk. Did you go back in anywhere on Gomber? Or are you uh, are you too scarred like I am? I'm not scarred. I didn't have him. Uh, uh, that, but that's, that's easy then. That makes it nice. Yeah, I, he he was actually held in one of at least one of them. It's the funny thing is, you know, after the Gombering, 
He actually won his next start in the second yeah. start of that two step against yeah, Arizona. Yeah, he beat Arizona. I the upside's kind of limited, uh, yeah. but I like that he pitched well against San Diego twice in a row. Now, granted, I don't think that was a the the, the San Diego at full capacity lineup there. So yeah, that was probably know. probably Tatis COVID, right? Yeah, and then yeah, and they had, they're missing like five guys. So I was a little circumspect. I don't I don't think I targeted him in twelves, and I don't think he was available in fifteens. I have to double check on that. But no, I I did not get him. Uh, it wasn't like I was like running from the hills from him either. But he right. just just wasn't a priority. I I actually bid on him in both my main events. I tried to do the you know it, uh, what happened in the past is not affect to do it, but I actually just didn't get him. I got outbid on him. Uh, Dave Potts picked him up for forty four bucks in one of mine, so just outbid me on him. I was the backup bid there, mm-hmm. and then he went for uh, he went for forty seven to my other one. So I just, it was more a fact that uh, I had bids on him, but people uh, people liked him more than I did. Yeah, yeah, and I just double checked. Uh, he wasn't available in either of my leagues. Uh, you're, the key is that I had him in both my leagues, so I spike cut him uh, as soon as I could, just because I was upset. Yeah. Um, so uh, you probably have uh, you probably have people who are uh, a little more rational than I am in your leagues. So that's good. Um, Tarek Tarek Skubal was available in some twelves, a uh, hyped prospect, but he has struggled uh, upon uh, both call-ups. He was a uh, thirty-eight innings so far this year, five and a half ERA. He was a five-six ERA guy, but only in thirty-two innings last year when the, when the Tigers called him up. It's weird. You look at the K rates down. It's down to twenty-three uh, percent. The walk rates up a little bit to eleven percent. He was great in the minors. He had a big K rate. It just hasn't really translated yet. We see that with a lot of pitchers. You know, it's going to come at some point probably. But you know, you can't. It's it's hard in fantasy. We're playing. You know, playing talking redraft here. It's hard to wait on that and put him in the lineup when you're waiting on it. I've uh, been a little bit better lately. Sixteen innings his last three starts. Twenty-two strikeouts. So he hasn't been punching out a few more guys, but eight earned runs in that stretch. So puts him about a at a four and a half ERA. Uh, is Scooble someone that uh, you like going, uh, you know, coming these next uh, the next few months, or someone you're staying away from? Someone I'm staying away from. He's given up 12 homers oh, so far, that's uh, a lot. and you know, and including in his last five outings, he's given up eight, uh, including in his one good outing start against Seattle. I mean, if, if a good start happens against Seattle, does it count? Does it make a sound? I don't. I don't think so. Um, I. I I'll, I'll, you know, prove me wrong on this one. I, yep. And I don't like one of the starts is against the Yankees too. And he does get a uh, Framber free Cleveland start. But... Oh, that's a that's a brutal injury for that lineup. That lineup oh, was kind of kind of gross anyway. And now it's yeah. like J Ram and nobody. It's 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 rough. Yeah, J Hap had like nine Ks today, and he's J Hap. <laughs> yeah. uh, so yeah, I, I don't want any. I, I you, you want you, this is now a target to stream against. They were already kind of on the borderline anyhow. Right. Uh, although, was it? Oh no, I think it was. Was it? Yeah, it was Saturday. That was kind of a high-scoring game. The day, the game that Framber got uh, that Framber got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Friday was the other way around. Minnesota scored like ten runs, right? Uh, yeah, I think that was. I think that was right. But you look at this lineup, and it's you know it's essentially Caesar uh, Hernandez, Eddie Rosario, and Jose mm-hmm. Ramirez, and then kind of just death the rest of the way. Like it's just, I mean, you got Josh Naylor who is fine. Luplo can hit lefties. Jake Bowers is horrendous. Um, Ahmed Rosario coming on a little bit, but there is nothing there. And I don't, I don't even know what's coming. It's, it's suddenly, I mean, you take, you take Fran Mill out of the middle of that lineup. It really just leaves a huge hole. Yeah. They called up this kid, uh, Owen Miller, uh, to, who is a prospect in like the high one hundreds and James Anderson's ranking list okay. uh, there. But you know, it's just, you know, Makes me want to use a plane, uh, throw mama from the train reference there, but I won't. Uh, but obscure, you know, do you know that movie? At all? I do, I do know that movie when he yells, Oh, and it's the most annoying thing ever. 
Owen doesn't have any friends. That's uh, what I wanted to say. So I just did it there. Uh, but I just remember her yelling Owen as loud as possible, and it just drove me crazy. Yeah, uh, it's fine cinematic classic. Uh, yeah, Owen Miller, uh, 130 uh, games in Double A in 2019, 13 home runs, five stolen bases. Yeah, could be all right, but uh, I don't know if he's coming to save the franchise. But um, it was uh, crushing it in Triple A at least. So you know, it was in, in 406, the nice 500 Babbitt. That uh, that's nice. Yeah. So uh, Randy Dobnak, speaking of the Twins, you mentioned the Twins earlier. Uh, he was uh, he, he lost the rotation spot in in spring training, kind of to uh, Twitter loves him. So there was uh, a yes. lot of people that were upset about that. Uh, pitched in relief, then went uh, went down to the minors, pitched, uh, made three starts, and came back as a starter. Pitched really well against Cleveland with Fran Mill on uh, on Friday. Uh, zero earned runs, five strikeouts in six innings. Um, are you one of the people that ro- loves Randy Dobnak too? How'd you feel about this? Uh, he was available pretty much everywhere this week. I had him a lot last year, and that, I did too. I think we talked about him a bunch last year. Yeah, so that kind of cured me of my love for him. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think he's, you know, hey, great story. Seems like a great guy. Yeah. Uh, doesn't mean I have to roster him. I, I, I like strikeouts, and yeah. he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He gets a lot of ground balls, so you hopefully may, may limit big innings. He was a 62% mm-hmm. ground ball last year, 55% so far this year. I mean, he was okay last year, 4.05 ERA, but you mentioned the strikeouts, 13.5% K rate last year. Like, that just – it's hard. I guess in a two-start week, you get enough, and maybe you hope he pitches well, and the Twins' offense is starting to warm up a little bit. But yeah, the the lack of strikeouts uh, kind of made me a little bit less fired up. I did get him in in one of my two mid events. He was kind of my third or fourth conditional. I ended up with him, and the other one he went for sixty-seven bucks. So I missed him there, but um, I got him for like ten or twelve bucks. I think in my other one. So you know, I'll kind of play matchups. I think he gets Kansas City this week. I'll probably throw that and kind of uh, mm-hmm. play it by ear, whether week by week, whether I hold him or not. But uh, I think he's kind of a a fill-in guy that probably won't kill you, but won't, but won't, not going to win your league either. Yeah. I mean, it's two good starts the next two weeks. Well, kind of one and a half at Baltimore could be a little dicey for yeah. a pitch to contact guy. Yeah, that's uh that's, that's fair. Definitely. Uh, you hope that Minnesota scores a bunch of runs and he gets out after five innings, but uh, that's never a fun way to, to watch either. Yeah. But uh, Chris Bubik, Bubich, Bubik, Bubich. I, I say Bubich. Bubich. Uh, but I should look that up and I All will right. while we're talking. So carry on. Yeah, that was one. I, I actually watched some of that game, and I forget how they were saying it. But he, he pitched today. He pitched five innings, gave up six hits, three uh, walks, three strikeouts, two earned runs. Uh, but he's, he's been good so far. He's been really good. Low ERA, 20% K rate. The walks a little bit high at 13%. As I looked at him, I didn't really get a lot fired up. I kind of figured maybe I've missed his best starts. He was a 4-3 ERA guy last year in 50 innings. Um, he's got a, he had a 191 bat going today, a 50 or 89% strand rate. So he's getting a little bit of fortune there. But he's a good ground ball guy. He was fifty three point one percent, I think, after the start today. Uh, were you in on him at all off the off the early good start? He was uh, in my list of bids, but wasn't someone that I was really going hard at. Uh, just uh, you know, again, I want I want some strikeouts. Uh, I, I feel like Kansas City the shine is off them a little bit right now. Uh, yeah. They they well, they had the nice little walk off today, uh, but at the same time, I, I kind of, I you know, I. I I wasn't big time into him to begin with, so I kind of remain not big time into him. So speaking of guys who pitched well today, uh, Cody Poteet for the uh, the Marlins pitched really well. Seven shutout innings, uh, three hits, four strikeouts, no walks. Has now made uh, three starts for the Marlins, ERA of 1.06, uh, uh, 17 innings, 13 Ks, only two walks. So not a ton of Ks, but the, the walks have been really good. Uh, 
really low strikeout numbers in the minors. I kind of went back and looked 2019 double A and AAA. The strikeouts really low. Um, kind of got me less fired up about him. And he just pitched two starts last week and he faces Boston this week. Kind of took me off, uh, took me off him just based on the fact that I couldn't throw him this week. It'd probably be a while before I, he's going to get a two start week. I agree. Uh, I, I don't even know if I put him in my conditionals just because he's facing the, the Red Sox and he just finished facing the uh, mutilated corpse of the Mets lineup. So I, yeah. I, I, I I, I, I'm not really that excited. By the way, Boobich. It is Boobich. Boobich. All right, cool. And so he's at Boston, and then he might lose his rotation spot after that. Elysio Hernandez may come back and pitch the next week. So I, I kind of looked it through, and you know they could go with him or they could stick with Holloway. But uh, it seems like uh, maybe an, another guy that uh, I think we missed it. We, we probably just missed his best week of the season just this last week. Yeah, uh, I, I think so too. I mean, prove me wrong again. I, I'm happy to be wrong because then it would be a great story. But yeah, the Marlins have had some had some good fun stories. They're actually uh, they they're a much more watchable team than I thought they'd be, uh, say, two months ago. Yeah, and th- it's also it's not like anybody was clamoring for Poteet's uh, call up. You know, I, I, at least not I shouldn't say anybody, but there weren't they weren't. It's not like he didn't. He's not even ranked in James Anderson's prospect yeah. list. So and we got like, uh, okay. it's funny because they sent him down. We would have talked to him last week because he would hey he's going to be scheduled for two starts. They sent him down, and then Lewis Brinson got hurt, so they brought him back up. And he ended up pitching two good starts. So it was one of those that uh, we probably would have talked about him last week, uh, but he was going down, and then he pitched two really good games. So we kind of I think we just kind of missed the missed the two start uh, the two start fun there. Yeah, I think so too. Let's talk a few relievers before we get to offense. Um, a guy that I was a little bit in on uh, today was Daniel Hudson, just because he's been really, really good. Um, yep. 17 innings, 1.06 ERA, 22 to 5 strikeout to walk so far, 10 straight scoreless appearances. And I know they have they have a pretty good leash, it seems like, with Brad Hand. He got a save today, but he's given up five, he's got runs in five of his last eight appearances. The stuff doesn't look great. It doesn't look like the velocity's back. Um, Hudson struggled in 2020. He had a couple of blowups that really kind of you know make your numbers look bad in a short season. Was was pretty good in 2019. Velocity's a career high 97. And he's a guy that um, he's close for them. He closed for them in the playoffs when they won the World Series. They trust him. Um, I don't know. It feels like maybe a couple of uh, Brad Hands blown saves away from uh, maybe getting a part time part a part time uh, role of the job. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. In fact, I picked him up in Yahoo Friends and Family last week. I think oh, during the middle of hands, one of hands uh, blowups uh, and just hand, I mean, hand went through a really rough stretch. Yeah, he uh, did. And so, yeah, it's just the, and, and Hudson's like kind of the last guy standing, all the other viable guys aren't that viable either. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, and Tanner Rainey's had a terrible season too. So it, it's by default, it's Hudson. So, and Hudson was once good. So, yeah, I, I get the logic in going after him. And, I mean, you look at hand, and the thing was always like, oh, he doesn't look it, but he still strikes guys out. And his his, his strikeout rate's down 8% this year. The yep. walk rate's up 5%. Like, none of it looks really good. Last year, the velocity took a dip, but he still got guys out. The velocity's actually up a little bit. It's up uh, to a 92.7. It was 91.4 last year. So it is up a little bit this year. But, I don't know, it's one of those guys you watch and you just feel super uncomfortable. You just, you just don't feel like he's going to dominate you at all. And it's like every every outing seems like he's just dancing, dancing through raindrops a little bit. Yep, I, I'd say that's right. And so, uh, yeah, it's definitely a guy that, um, you know, I, I, I got early shares of Brad Hand after convincing myself the velocity drop last year wasn't a big deal because you looked at the results with yep. Cleveland and how he finished, too. He was, Not really, just that, he was really good late. Yeah, and it's like he adjusted. He made some sort of adjustment. Well, guess what? The league adjusted back on him a little bit, it yeah. seems like. Um, oh, yeah, he's not going to blow it past you. Okay, well, now we'll look for this instead. 
Yeah, I mean, swing strike rate has been over 10% for five straight years, 8.5% right now. Um, yeah, his it's uh, I, if he feels like a guy that uh, you know that he's a veteran, so maybe he gets a little bit longer of a leash, but it feels like he's uh, he's a bit on the ropes right now. Maybe a couple of bad outings might uh, finally knock him out of there. Yep. Uh, JP Fireisen, who got traded uh, to the Rays, uh, you know, in typical Rays fashion, like, oh, a new guy, let's have him get the save today. So he got a save today. Um, I looked at him closer. I'm like, I wonder if this is a guy that, you know, the Rays are really smart who they get, but I just, I worry about the walks with him. It's uh, is 14.5% in 29 career major league innings, over 10% walk rate his last three uh, minor league seasons. The ERA is pretty good. He's got 23 strikeouts in 21 and a third, but 12 walks so far. I just, uh, I don't know, as I look deeper into him, Plus the Rays, you probably are never going to have a close. Diego Castillo got the save yesterday, so maybe they're just giving him a day off. Um, I kind of, uh, I kind of pulled back off all my bids on on Fire Eyes in deeper league just because I just, I didn't like the walks. I didn't like the team format. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think it's mostly still Castillo is the guy, and Fairbanks yeah. is healthy now, and he got a save. Yeah, and I think he's just been very busy lately, so that's why yeah. they didn't go to him. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, again, he, he's like Jeffrey Springs two weeks ago. Yeah, he, he's got good numbers, but whatever yeah it's just so raised they trade for somebody in the first save up like oh you got the ninth go for it <laughs> yeah uh, hey you're up you're healthy you you're you know that's but you know that is you're right that is yep. so them that is exactly how they manage their team their bullpen they manage their roster before i jump to some offense were there any other pitchers that you picked up or pitchers you want to talk about in fab this week because that was kind of the uh kind of I mean, we talked about caprellian i think en- enough last week that then kind of at the beginning here is there anybody else that you want to discuss yeah, I did pick up Caprillion in the Yogurt League. I like his one start this week, so going nice. to use him. Uh, Herman Marquez, I picked up in a 12. Uh, gets face, the Mets. Face the Mets, right? I actually looked at Antonio yeah. Senzatella for the same reason, yeah. and then I kind of looked away after I looked deeper at him, but I think he's kind of a sneaky one-start guy too that uh, you know anybody facing the Mets right now is a good thing. I liked more one-start guys than two-start guys this yeah. week. That, um, Mar- so that Marquez pickup's nice. I mean, that's uh, it's a guy with some skills that's yeah. going to the Mets, and I'm surprised. Uh, wait, he was probably, what, 75%, 80% owned in the 12-teamers before that? I, I don't even know. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think I saw it earlier. I think it was 78%, so that's uh, that's a nice pickup. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. And, you know, again, I, I'm not going to marry him. It's a one-night. It's a one-week stand. Yeah. You're, so, you're, so if he pitches really well, how tempting. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Will you be for the Texas-Oakland Cores two-step the week after? I, I'm going to talk myself out of it right now, right Beautiful. in front of you. I'm going as- to I'm I'm hold you to that. And we talk next Sunday, you better have dropped him. As live stream as my witness. 
I am go. not going to uh, use them in the two step. It's a 12 or I shouldn't, I, I don't need to, right? Yeah. That's I, the thought. I, I agree. I don't think I'm throwing two core starts in a, in a 12 or either. I might, if he pitched well this week, I might consider him in a 15, but a 12, I, I don't think I could do it. I just don't think it's worth the risk. Yeah. I, I mean, anybody, anybody can get got in cores and yeah. any team can do it. So yeah, going to try to avoid that. Uh, so let's jump into some uh, offensive uh, pickups and fab this week. But first, a note from our sponsors. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Quick note, if you're on the live stream, that's uh, that was it. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get that going here. Uh, the big big name, obviously, Jeff, this week was Taylor Walls. We had a lot of uh, speculation once the Rays traded Willie Adamas to the Brewers that, um, that uh, they were going to call up uh, Wander Franco. Didn't happen. Call up Taylor Walls, who was hitting well in AAA also. They, got, they have a lot of prospects, obviously. They are loaded. Um, but Taylor Walls is really good defensively. If any story you read it, they talk about how good his glove is and has been hitting in AAA. 327 yeah. so far this year, two home runs, two steals. The thing that uh, interested me was that he is a stolen base guy in the minors. He had um, he had 28 stolen bases and 10 home runs in 2019 across A and AA in 96 games, hit about 275 in that stretch. Stolen bases in fab are not easy to find. I mentioned earlier I drafted a lot of good offense. I have a lot of power in my leagues, but stolen bases kind of my weakest category. Um, I was pretty aggressive where I had a middle infield spot I could use him in to try and grab Walls this week just because I think that uh, you might get a run of stolen bases. It's the Rays. He's not going to play every day. They're going to do some stuff and eventually have some guys up. But I think for a while here, he might uh, he might get regular at-bats and maybe steal you know five or six bags for you. He might. He get he got caught a lot too, though. That's the one thing. And you look at the minor leagues. Uh, like in 2019, 15 bags, but got caught nine times. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I he is a legit prospect, and I kind of feel bad for him because it's always going to be compared to Wander Franco. I mean, we all yeah. want to watch Wander Vision, right? Course, I mean, I right. get it. Uh, but at the same time, 
Walls can play. And it's just the preposterous claim, oh, we think he's a better shortstop than Wander Franco. Come on. We we know why you're doing this. I know you have to say this, but it's still it's still kind of frustrating. Uh you know, I I want to see I want to see them both. You know, that that's the thing. But then again, they've got the the way the Rays roster is built. I mean, it's not there's not a whole lot of room for like two guys to get called up at once, hitter wise. Yep. They get played on a regular basis. And, and they so, have Vidal Bruhan too. So they have three guys that yes, get called right. up. Like he's got seven, he has seven home runs and seven steals in the minors already this year in 16 games. Like that's crazy. I love how they're they're starting Brett Phillips every day and they've won 10 in a row. I mean, it's just like it's just so raised. They just they just always do stuff. They just always get it done. It's just it doesn't make yeah. sense always, but they always get it done. Yeah, I mean, I do like using those primary relievers, though. I'll say that. Uh, you know, you get the you know Fleming didn't pitch great today, but he got the win, which you know was you know, it makes that, it makes for that, the pain. Is that two wins for you this week for Fleming? I think so. Right, uh, yeah, and, and you know McClanahan didn't get the win this week, but he pitched well yesterday. And he pitched. He did get the win against the Yankee, or was it against the Yankees? No, it was against the Mets over the weekend. So he, he's starting to go a little longer. Yankees haven't given a run in like a week, so I, it couldn't have been against them. No, I guess you're right. Call <laughs> everybody except for Cole didn't you know pitch shutouts seemed like, and then Cole was great yesterday. So yeah, it's all good. it was. Uh, they had. I think they had a stretch of all five starters not giving up a run for for the whole cycle through the rotation, which is. You know, if the Yankees are going to do that, they're going to win a lot of games. The, the AL East is really fun. We had someone in the chat ask us about it. We think it's me NL West versus AL East in the World Series. I mean, you never know in the playoffs, but uh, the the Boston, uh, New York, Tampa uh, race right now is uh, is pretty fun for early on. And you got the you got the Dodgers, Giants, Potters, I and mean, the Dodgers took care of the Giants this weekend. But uh, some fun three team races uh, for for late in May, in, Mar- in May here. Yeah, I like how you know there is the woe is me Dodgers and Padres talk, and all of a sudden those are two top records in baseball again. It's just uh, you know the Dodgers went into the, the San Francisco and just took care of business. Uh, it was yeah, your boy, uh, your boy Anthony Escafani had been really good and wow, my he boy, into, he ran into a wall. Well, he was on the Reds before, so okay. Um, He'd been so good, and boy, did he run into the Dodgers brick wall. Even even uh, even Urias was hitting hitting bombs off, hitting doubles in the gap and stuff. Yeah, Jason Collette had the good tweet on it. it was panic at the desk glow. Uh, but, you know, it's really true. I mean, he he got thumped, but you know, he had those blow up outings for the Reds too. He be he was cruising, and then Pittsburgh killed him last year, or St. Louis killed him, and then Pittsburgh killed him later after the the initial killing. Um, and that just that's just kind of the volatile pitcher is. I mean, the thing is, there was some offense today. We saw some good numbers today, except for of course the White Sox, but all they rallied late, but. Uh, you know, I, I think it's heating up. We're going to start to see the numbers trickle up a little bit. You know, it doesn't count unless you, if you're doing the Sunday night hideous baseball game. But uh, besides yeah, that, was that, a, that was a weirdly bad, like for a 0 0 game, usually I like 0 games. That game was weirdly boring and bad. Yeah. Yeah. And we even had a manager, manager tossed and it still didn't liven it up. <laughs> no, it really didn't. There was like nine hits total in that game. And, Hopefully Wilson Contreras is okay. And I saw he got hit by a pitch oh. late after after well, the after the fab deadline, of course. Because as a catcher, he didn't get hit by while well, batting. He got crossed up by Kimball. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, he was reaching for it and thought that was gonna be a slider, and it was a fastball right on his wrist, a direct hit too. And he reacted. It it, it if it weren't the end of the game, I, I don't think he would have stayed in. I think if it was like if it, the game lasted another inning. Probably would have taken him out. I don't see how he's going to hit with that. I could be wrong. I'm not I a got, doctor. I got but... I got lots of catchers and good pick, good options to pick up at that position. I'm fine. Of course, yeah. of course. You know, you, you know, I always catch carry one on my bench, especially <laughs> when I have I can't roster like two healthy outfielders. My yeah. God, Scott, I was 
just looking at the roster, the outfielders in these 15 teamers. Yeah, I know we've talked about a lot this year. They're absurdly bad. A cavalcade of sadness. Yeah, I mean, it really it, I, and one of them, I, like, I was happy that I won Josh Reddick. I mean, it's just. Oh, God, that's really bad. Andrew Stevenson, I picked up. Did you see? Did you see the Dieter Rule uh, organ uh, welcoming for Josh Reddick this week? No, what was it? To understand, they played. I saw the sign by Ace of Base. I thought it was beautiful. Oh, that is clever. Yeah. Um, but in, yeah. you know, in the weirdly organy, like you had to listen to it for ten seconds before you figure out what the heck, what the hell song it was. So yeah. it's very, it was very sly because it's not obvious in your face. So it was, uh, it was pretty right. well done. It was pretty well done. Yeah. Um, uh, the one good outfielder that I, I think he's good uh, that I was able to pick up in the main was Hunter Dozier in one of my two. Oh and wow, he's he was dropped in main. That's nice. When's he yeah. back? Uh, well, he was starting his rehab assignment over the weekend. They're right. off Monday. It's a concussion, so <laughs> so you could be could be tomorrow, could be August. I mean, I, I think it's as long as there wasn't a setback, he's back Tuesday, right? I, I would think so. Yeah, that's uh, that's a nice pickup. I'm so that he's probably he must have been a ninety five percent owned main guy, right? I would think so. Yeah. I, I I didn't see what the ownership was. I just knew that. Yeah, you know, that that one worked out for us. We won him twenty nine to thirteen. I don't think people realized he was available. Wow, uh, I I would have if you had asked me, I would have had you bid way. I would have advised you to bid way higher than that. So that's a, that's a nice score. Well, we had used you know roughly fifty five percent of our budget, so we had to kind of keep it low too. That was the other thing. And you know you don't know. And the thing about Dozier that I like is the multi positions too. Is he he's first, third, and outfield right? Correct. Yeah, that's that's sweet and hitting a buck thirty nine, but you know mashing the ball forty five percent hit rate, uh, hard hit guy, thirteen percent barrels. Uh, it, it's coming. And it's uh, that that's a nice hat. I really like that one. In the main event, that uh, I would I would have thought he would have gone for sixty to eighty somewhere in there. So that's that's a nice that's a nice grab. Yeah, uh, I think. Whereas, so. Whereas I was I was fired up to get Gregory Polanco. That's how bad my outfield situation was in in my main. And one of them I picked up Reddick and Phil Goslin, and the other oh, Dozier okay, and that, Stevenson. That, that's worse. Oh, yeah, the Dozier one really sticks out as really nice. That's a guy that uh, you know hit twenty six home runs in twenty. That's a guy you could end up starting every week down this you know the rest of the way if he's healthy. Yeah, that's right. I like we that. we bid on and in, in the other main Ahmed Rosario was available. He went for one hundred and seventeen though. We weren't even close. Wow. Uh, and you know that's shame on us. But I mean, it's just I yeah, I, I wouldn't I I wouldn't have paid over hundred for him. So I, I know he's been running a little bit lately. I think he has three steals. And they're all kind of lately, but mm-hmm. and they uh, sent down Jimenez. I get it, but the guys guys hitting two nineteen with a one percent barrel rate. I mean, I, I it's hard to get really excited about paying over hundred bucks for a guy. I know he's multi eligible, but right, whew, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have paid that much for him, but, uh, you know, he does have that, he has that 15, 19 season twins. I think everybody kind of sees that and, and sees the upside and obviously the prospect with, he was a huge prospect. So yeah, maybe, but not what mm-hmm. I would have paid. Yeah. Uh, G man choice. Speaking of, we we're talking about the Rays uh, with Taylor walls. Uh, he is, he's, he's back in back from the, the IL appears to be playing regularly. Of course, the Rays. So, you know, you put a, an asterisk by that, but He's a guy who's hitting the ball really hard too. Fifty-four percent hard hit rate, fifteen percent barrel, and his limited at bats. Struggled in twenty twenty, but you look at twenty nineteen. He had nineteen home runs, one hundred twenty-seven games, with a forty-three percent hard hit rate. And this is a guy that, in a fifteen-teamer, um, probably helps you more than he hurts. Yeah, uh, and that was that's my other pickup. So in the league that I got Reddick and Goslin, I also got Choi uh, to replace Peter Alonso and Christian Walker. Uh, so, you know, I had to have somebody first base eligible and we missed out on the bidding on Danny Santana. He got, he went for pretty big numbers there. I don't think he's, I saw Santana on that list, but he was definitely a big time, t- uh, uh, bidding uh, object in my leagues, but especially in AL Tout Wars, he went for a ton in AL Tout. 
Santana went for 424. How how aggressive you with him? I didn't. I, I meant to put him on this list, but I didn't have him on there. I mean, obviously, we know that not 20, that. 2020 he was horrible, but 2019 he was what a top 30 or 40 hitter. I mean, he was he was really he was at 28 home runs and 21 stolen bases. I mean, 283. Uh, I think going into drafts last year, all of us were pretty cautious on taking him at his ADP, and a lot of people were like, "I just you know, it's hard to pay for him, depending mm-hmm. on how good it was." I just wonder how crowded that Boston situation is. You know, they have a lot of guys. And if he hits, sure, he could play. I mean, Marvin Gonzalez has really not done very much. Uh, Bobby Dalbeck is heating up a little bit, but hasn't been great. I mean, if, if Santana can hit, he probably sticks. But uh, I just – the floor is zero, and the upside is probably real. So I had some bids in on him, but I wasn't as aggressive as, as most people were. So he was my top first baseman, but I was betting 39. So okay. I didn't even get – I didn't – I was one-third short. You know, I, I my, my bid was one-third of the winning bid. Uh, Choi, I had at 38. So I kind of viewed him as very similar. Okay. Uh, we won 38 to 12 on Choi. So, okay. Now, Santana's probably got a, not probably, Santana has a higher ceiling. Just because uh, the stolen bases just makes it that way. Well, and yeah. And he's also got a much lower floor because he could be off Wait the right. roster in a week. Uh, whereas Choi's going to be on the roster all season long if he's healthy. I, I agree there. Um, it, yeah, Santana was interesting because you know, he had a couple of home runs and everybody's excited. But I mean, he, one game he played for Enrique Hernandez, and they because they wanted JD Martinez to play the outfield to get uh, you know to, so he's in the lineup. They were they were mm-hmm. in Philly, so there was no DH. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, just look at all the Santana strikes out so much that that batting average floor is literally nothing. I mean, it's he yeah. could hit he could hit a buck seventy and nobody's surprised, right? Yeah. Um, and Cora said something on Saturday after he homer, like we're going to find a way to get him in the lineup somehow today or tomorrow. Of course. Of course. Uh, but they had. Uh, Really weird lineup today against. Uh, they went. Philly. They went full uh, like spring training body maintenance mode today. They took. They they sat. It was JD and Bogarts and someone else sat too. And they Verdugo doing, also. Yeah. Yeah. So they were doing maintenance because they have a day off tomorrow. So they're going to go two days off in a row. And Verdugo had a bit of a bit of a hamstring tweak and came out early the day before. But it seems like they uh, they pretty much uh, pretty much just tanked this game today. It was kind of very NBA fashion of them. Yeah, and Eduardo Rodriguez got into the spirit of things. Couldn't even get through five. Uh, so he's been he's been kind of quietly really bad. Yeah, he ERA is oh, he was. I liked his first couple starts, and the ERA is over five now. It's been it's not been good. No, he, it hasn't. Uh, and I don't know what's wrong with him except you know he, he just. And the thing is, like the one league I have him is AL Towers. I'm stuck with him. Yeah, I, you're stuck with him. Would you drop him in a twelve right now? I'd probably just stash him. Uh, because the team is so good, yeah, you know it's just, you hate hate to give up on a guy that quickly because he could get you 15 wins in a se- yeah. in a full season. So, I I held him, but I was uh, he was one of my guys that I was you know thinking about if I needed somebody I would use him, but I, I held him for now. So, uh, Chad Pinder was on my uh, was on my offensive fab list in in 15 teamers uh, playing most days. Ever from the A's are kind of moving him around. Um, you know, they're playing him at shortstop for letting Elvis Anders not play as much, uh, playing him at second base, playing him in the outfield. He played left field today, I think, or shortstop, and then left field. He moved around. Um, second and third base eligibility in NFBC leagues. Uh, smoking the ball, Jeff, believe it or not. Uh, he's only had 39 plate appearances, so small sample, but 76% hard hit rate and 90% barrel rate so far. So it's hitting the ball really well. Obviously, it's a very, very small sample, but only played 24 games in 2020. If you look at 2019, 13 home runs, 47 RBIs, and a 370 plate appearance. The guy that you know we, we know has some pop, 42% uh, hard hit rate, never been under that in his career. Um, I don't know. In a deeper league, I think I like the middle co- uh, corner eligibility. I think he's a usable part. Yeah. I mean, the hard hit rate's kind of his MO. Yeah. Uh, that's what he does when he when healthy. Uh, he's going to strike out a lot. Uh, you, you know that. So batting average is always the risk. But 
you know, he he's back and he's cut in Piscotty and they both hit from the same side of the plate. So guess what? You know, they have to make that tough call. And when there's a righty out there, they're hitting they're hitting Seth Brown also, and sometimes hitting him second. And Pinder's playing instead of Scotty. It's uh, it's a it's 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 not the best uh, back half of the lineup, but it's a pretty deep one. They have a lot of options, and uh, Piscotty's mm-hmm. definitely got lost in the mix. Hasn't been good, and uh, I don't, I think Pinder's a better hitter right now. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I think RAs are really kind of setting themselves up nicely there. If they ever get Chapman going, if they ever get. Uh, you know, you know some of this, this, these other parts going. Sean Murphy hasn't really completely hit his stride. Look out! Yeah, and I want to talk about Chapman at the end, so don't let me forget about that. But okay, uh, last offensive guy I want to ask you about: uh, Brendan Rodgers is someone we've talked about for multiple years. This huge yeah. prospect coming up, he mashed in in AAA in 2019. I think he hit like 350 with nine home runs in 37 games, but always hurt. It's just, it seems like there's always something, and it's a shame. Uh, how he's up now? He played. I think he played two or three games this weekend. Um, he was a 17-12 guy in 95 games in 2018 in the minors. Uh, were you aggressive with Rodgers? Do you trust the Rockies here? I know we don't trust the Rockies ever, but how do you feel that? How do you feel the playing time works? I mean, he's been playing second, and they moved Ryan McMahon over to third. Obviously, McMahon and TJ Crone have to play, so kind of there's there's limited spots and there's no DH. Uh, where where are you on Rodgers right now? Do you think this is a this is a, his time finally? I think so. Uh, we saw like the uh, uh, Nick, I think Nick Grokey, I, I think I want to say is how you pronounce his name, uh, the writer for the right. Athletic, right. Yeah. Uh, saying like, hey, they're grooming him. You know, it, it's looking more and more likely that story's gone, right? Uh, however, he didn't start today. You know, Rod, Rogers, not Grokey. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Rogers didn't start after a two-hit game the day before. Yep. So Rockies. It's just, ugh. It's just like the problem is you've got Josh Fuentes who's kind of hot last week and hitting a little yeah. bit, so they probably didn't want to sit him multiple days in a row. And you've got McMahon, Crone, and Story. It's just there's not a lot of spots, and Garrett Hampson's been playing too. It's just uh, I just don't know. He's got a hit. I don't. I, they got to just play him. I mean, you want to just just do it. I mean, the Rockies aren't going anywhere. They got three teams in their division who are vastly superior to them. But I don't know. I still just don't trust them. Nor should you. I mean, this is it's exactly the script that they followed after Fabio Palooza. Rogers was part of that in 2019. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and they found ways to keep me out. Now, McMahon's got to play. Crone's got to play. Yep. So it comes down to Fuentes, you know, or find a way to give Trevor Story a day off. You know, there was no Hampson or Rogers in the lineup today against Taylor Widener. And you're like, oh, come on. It's a course field start. Let's let's let him play. But, you know, Daza's in there a little bit. Tapia doesn't. You know, Tapia, is, they're never going to get rid of him. So, you know, you can see the math. It's, it's hard for it to add up here that, it does. for him to play on a regular basis. It's just tough as an infielder because they have three of those infield spots that are pretty much set every day. I mean, they can he can sit McMahon or Crone once a week, but they're going to play most of the time, like you said. So, then mm-hmm. you, like you said, you got your your Fuentes and, and Rodgers at uh, at that, you know, third base or second base spot, depending on where McMahon plays. It just doesn't really work very well. No, it doesn't. They should commit to it and just do it and get him every day at bats, but – like we said, Rockies are going to Rocky. Yeah. So let's jump into some news and notes. We have a lot of injuries uh, that were over the weekend. First thing I want to mention, though, J.D. Martinez, if you play in any league where 10 games is the eligibility, yes. he's now officially an outfielder. That was very nice to move him from DH to the outfield in three of my leagues and be able to uh, be able to play some corners or middles uh, you know, where I'm deeper, and outfield's been tough. So that was uh, it's kind of a big deal. They, he got his ninth and tenth games over the weekend. Moving him out of there and freeing that up is pretty nice. Yeah, I was a little surprised it happened that quickly. Uh, but and, and you know, the thing is, so many outfielders have gotten hurt. 
I mean, the entire Mets outfield, for instance, is hurt right now. Yep. Uh, it was just you. Uh, we were just talking to how sad it is trying to find good outfielders on the waiver wire. Well, you just found one, then that allows you to roster Brendan Rodgers a lot easier. Yep. Yeah, because suddenly you could play him at utility where you and you're it's amazing that my backup corner, my backup middle, many leagues is better than my fifth outfielder. So it's it's a nice swap. Yeah. Uh Fran Mill Reyes, you mentioned earlier, uh out five to seven weeks, a very weirdly uh odd, they used odd numbers there, but out with oblique injury. Uh in a 12 and a 15, I guess answer for both. Is he a drop in both of those? One of those? How do you feel about that in a five to seven week timeline right now? I probably wouldn't just because he was so good, but uh, as we've seen, it really is tough to stash these guys. But I, I, you know, you're not cutting Michael Conforto when he gets hurt. You're probably not cutting Fran Mill Reyes. I think I'm cutting him in a 12 at uh, at seven weeks. Are you? We're looking at uh, we're May 23rd, so that takes me to what uh, All Star break. Yeah, yeah, that's really tough. 15, no way. 12, he's right on the fence. Probably depend on other injured guys on my roster, but uh, he'd be right on the fence for me. Yeah, uh, I get it. It's tough. It's a tough one. Yeah, I get it because one setback in Kablooey, you know, yeah. it, and that that's the and tough it's part. An oblique with a guy who swings off his butt as it is, like swings really hard. He's got he's got a big swing. It's yeah, it's uh, it sucks. I, I hate when I hate when good players get hurt. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, and yeah. you know, the thing is, yeah, you know, I I think in a twelve, it's it's easier to find a cut. To be honest with you, though. You, know, you cut you somebody probably, from your active lineup if you need to. Yeah, th- I guess that, that that's that, that's fair, I suppose. Um, I was going to make a joke about not good injured players getting hurt, but he's on the IL, so I'm not going to do it. But Victor Robles so went on the IL with an ankle injury. Sounds like he has a chance to be back in the minimum. Um, he was dropped in my yogurt league, actually. I was surprised by that. I am, too. He was starting yeah. to run. Uh, was. No, granted, it was an ankle injury, uh, and it was weird. It was He was rounding first and just – somehow like got caught complete got caught or something there uh it, but he, you know he's walking more this year he still isn't hitting for any power um the stat cast numbers still suck with him but they do suck yeah. they're a little better but they still suck. They, actually they're good about better he's a 10 percent higher hard hit rate is still not good um but he is better though and the strikeouts are down he, like he just for a guy who never hits the ball hard, he struck out way too much and uh, there are yeah. some, definitely some improvements the walks are up like you mentioned he was running a little bit um he's a better he's a better hitter than he was last year i will definitely give him that yeah but now you're now you're doing without. That's why I picked up Stevenson just as I needed a fill in for this week. Yeah, just a Mister right now. That's all. Hey, when you come to outfield, that the at bats is kind of king right now. Uh, Kenta Maeda, ten day IL with a right addu- adductor strain. He was having some groin issues. Kind of, you could tell in his last start he was like scratching a bunch, and then he it's just not look good. So I'm gonna give him some time off. Um, he's probably the guy that I'm, you know, in that top three rounds, I'm actually legit worried about because it, 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 everything's been bad this year. It's been, and a lot's been different too. Like his splitter, the, the whiff rate's cut in half. It's, uh, when you look now, that 2020 small sample K rate really sticks out like a sore thumb is like a huge outlier. Yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, now, how long has he been pitching with this? Do you uh, think I, that, was, that was my question for you is do you think this is something that's been lingering for f- four or five weeks or something? In a way, I kind of hope so. Yeah, because then that would explain everything a little bit. It there. would because, I, you know, although he, he was also the poster child for you know right off twenty twenty, you know, perfect schedule, yeah. you know, everything went right, and you know, he's never achieved those heights with the ratios, uh, and that's what makes you think that okay, he was going to come down anyhow. It's just he overcorrected. Yeah, um, Kevin Biggio, we mentioned uh, the, the Jays earlier. He's on the ten day L with a cervical spine ligament strain. Jeff, that doesn't sound fun. That's 
That sounds really horrible. It does. I don't, I did, I honestly, I shouldn't, I don't know how horrible it is and I don't know how serious it is, but that doesn't sound very fun at all. That sounds like a very complicated, painful injury. And it sounds like he's been playing through this for a long time. Yeah. And I know every, he, you know, so everybody loves Randy Dobnak on Twitter. Everybody hates Kevin Biggio on Twitter. They love to dunk on him. Yeah. Because his home runs aren't hit hard enough and there's all, there's been all that stuff, but, uh, I don't know. I still like him as a player. Uh, it's just it's it's been rough so far. You hate him as a person, but you like him as a player. I oh, I like him. As, I like him. Very as a cruel, too. Scott, but yes. that's okay. Uh, well, I've, I've already mentioned people I don't like personally on the podcast. So I, that's I, I also like true. Kevin, I like Kevin Biggio. I won't. I won't uh, mislabel you. Speaking of people that I do really like, Nelson Cruz, Mitch's fourth straight game on Sunday with a bruised mm-hmm. wrist. I played him all weekend too. I kind of figured that first game, and then he wasn't in the lineup. I'm like, oh, he'll be fine. Um, I'm a little bit worried about this. Four games is kind of a lot. It is. It is. And you get to the uh, point now where if it's going to be another couple, do they put them on the IL and just kind of take that take that out of the way too? Yeah. Let's see. They, and they play on Monday. They play Baltimore too. Oh, but it's means. Yeah, it's a it's a lefty though. I, I I like that even though it's means. Uh, yeah. I, at least he plays Monday. At least we get it. We get to see a lineup. They play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If he doesn't play Monday, uh, you probably got to sit him because that's two games max, right? And then you're looking at max. It could be even less. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably right. Uh, if you see homers three times on Tuesday. Yeah. And the thing is, if he, uh, and if he hangs on to the end of the week, he gets uh Bubich and Lynch. So uh, two other lefties. So Nelson Cruz versus lefty equals big fun. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's hope he's okay and able to play this weekend. Uh, Jacob deGrom expected to pitch Tuesday. Jeff, are you using Jacob deGrom this week? <laughs> no, I'm not. Cause I don't have him anywhere, Scott. Um, uh, two stars this week. Uh, I think if you, you're obviously starting that, I'm obviously joking when I say that, uh, two home starts. Uh, I just hope he's okay. I think that uh, baseball yeah. is better when DeGrom is pitching. Well, that was, uh, that was a fun, uh, seeing him play in triple A. He had three innings, eight strikeouts. How good would you feel if you're the one guy that made contact though? I don't think it was triple. A. It was like high A or something like no, that. Yeah, it was, it was single A. It was definitely, it was definitely some sort of single A, but if you're the one guy that made contact though, like how good are you feeling in the locker room post game? Yeah. He probably got a little extra love. He was hitting one Oh two in that start. Yeah. I like that he not only bought uh, lunch for the whole team, but had dinner brought into the clubhouse also, which I thought was yep. really cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Manny Machado and Trent Grisham missed Saturday and Sunday, but the Padres kept winning. Uh, Machado has a tight shoulder. Grisham has a bruised heel. Uh, two guys are going to have to check lineups tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking at the Padres. They do play tomorrow. They're at Milwaukee, so that at least we'll get some news on that. But uh, two guys that uh, you certainly want in your lineup if they're playing. Yeah, and, and at least like a central time zone game too. So yeah. a little bit we'll have be able to buy at least we'll know like before we have to make like late West Coast decisions or anything like that. Someone who's not playing tomorrow is probably good for him oh. resting, but we're not gonna know is Mookie Betts. Uh late scratch Sunday with a short shoulder, so missed the whole weekend. He was out Saturday, then I think he was in the lineup Sunday and they scratched him late. Um, it seems like it's not a big deal, but when it's Mookie Betts, you know, your first round pick, you're always, uh, always not pleased about that. And this is like the third time, like he's gotten hurt right before roster decision time. And both times before he sat. Yeah. He's uh, it's, it's, he's just, he hasn't, he, you're just waiting for it to come. Like he's hitting 260, five home runs, five steals. I mean, he's still been good, but you're just waiting for that explosion. And you just, uh, it, it's coming yeah. at some point, but uh, you sure want it when you draft him in the you know top five overall. Right. And by the way, I'm not implying that Mookie Betts is not a gamer or anything like that. It's more this is the Dodgers way that yeah. when when they they realize it's a long season. Yeah. And, and they're, if, if there's any even, doubt, even when they're them. losing, they're not panicking at all, which is it's a good thing. I mean, they know that they know, smart team. 
yeah, they know that they're going to be good in the end, and that they, they need Mookie and for that for that late stretch too. Uh, Dylan Carlson missed the weekend with a tight back. He did not play tonight either, um, so uh, that's a little worrisome. Another guy that you have to just shift lineups for. There's a lot of guys that are that are questionable coming into next week. That, uh, like I said, if you can still pick guys up, just make sure you have options. Uh, what I did with Carlson, I just made sure I have a backup there, and hopefully I can play him. But uh, we'll see what happens on Monday. Almost every day-to-day decision this weekend went towards the negative. I mean, it there, did. there was a lot of guys that were like, oh, you can play tomorrow, and then they they sat Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Uh, Kendall Graveman is on the IL with uh, without a designation. They said they said late today it is a COVID designation, but I don't know that we don't know that he tested positive or was tracing or something else like that. But it sounds like we have no timetable on Graveman, which is uh, never a good time. Yeah, well, Seattle had like four relievers go on the COVID list earlier in the week. So, yeah, it sounds like we're on Seattle. Sounds <laughs> like they were worried because they were one of the lower vaccinated teams. So they're worried that there might be uh, there might be some 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 spread of it in the clubhouse. Yeah, because uh, Will Vest, Drew Steckenrider were are, are on that list already, and a couple of guys came off of it. So uh, Miskiewicz and Middleton, I think, came back from it already. So that that's good. So hopefully, it's that sort of. Yeah. time frame and not the tested positive frame. So we'll see. You're right though. That is, that is, and the thing is you only find that out about like the, the, the vaccination percentage after right. a breakout happens. Yeah. There was a time where I was sure Drew Steckenrider was going to be the future close of the Marlins. Yeah. That didn't, you that didn't and work. everybody else. That, did, that didn't work out very well. Uh, no Syndergaard moving to triple A this week after uh, he pitched four. I was kind of surprised he pitched four innings on Wednesday in a ball uh, pitched really well. I think he had six strikeouts or something like that. I was hitting 93 to 95 moving to triple A this week. Uh, maybe we see him in the majors in what maybe two or three more rehab down something like that. Yeah. Uh, that would be fun. I hope so. Uh, and the Mets certainly hope so too, but you know, when they get, so, Peterson's probably out once he comes, Thor comes back. But uh, you look at it there. I mean, Peterson's got a good two start week this week. I kind of it's sneaky, kind of interesting. I picked him up in a, a couple of spots too, just looking for looking for wins. I, I like the first start, but the second one's against against Atlanta scares me a bunch. Oh yeah, especially as Atlanta's heating up. I know we're going to talk about that later too. I would think that he would stick over Yamamoto and maybe Lucchese, right? Yeah, uh, but they've got Taiwan Walker coming back at yeah, some that's point. Right. And may, Carlos Carrasco might pitch at some point, but we don't know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Hasn't, thrown, hasn't thrown off a mound yet. That was a weird update that he still hasn't thrown off a mound. This has been the, the longest – it was a hamstring? The longest hamstring injury ever. Well, they said it was like a real – like a full-on tear. Yeah, I guess um, that doesn't sound fun either. No, no. And I know at one point there – you know, when it happened, they said it was going to be two months. And then and like, there was a time this- in April when we were like, oh, it's good. he's a couple of weeks away. Right. Right. And then he wasn't. It was just. It's been very weirdly. It's been very Mets. And Liss's. Uh, and Liss's main event league, he was dropped, and then someone bid like three hundred to get him back. So, or maybe not to get him back, but to get him. Right. Uh, so big bidding war on that. So they just have to wait a little bit longer. Couple other late late quickness where we get some players here. Um, Cody Bellinger could return next weekend. So good news there. That's been a that's been a long injury too. I mean, weird. weird. He got spiked and had the hairline fracture. And it seemed like it's been a long time recovering there. And then uh, Tony Gonsolin, who I think both you and I are waiting for, uh, made his first rehab start today. I think he threw two innings, if I saw that right. So he's probably we're probably looking at uh, another couple of weeks on him, and maybe a little bit longer than we originally thought. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not waiting for him. I got. I dropped him and Vlad swooped in and picked him up. So he can take his time coming back now. You want me to go ahead? A lot of rehab outings then. Yeah. I, I, Vlad doesn't need another free agent pickup to throw a no-hitter. So uh, yeah, we got to give Vlad a little love. Uh, our, our friend Vlad Sedler, he's 
He's winning uh, my main league right now. I'm in second in that, and his pit. He just had this insane week, just just crazy good week. He had uh, he had he had Turnbull and whoever else threw the other no hitter. Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber. That's right. He had both of them, and yeah, that was a, that was a good week. I, it's gonna be a good battle. You guys have a first and second. It could be a fun uh, fun league, especially late in the year. It's not a battle anymore. He we were tied last week, and now he's twenty points ahead of me. Um, ah, you, you can make that back up in a week. Yeah, a week or two. No problem. No problem. Uh, let's talk about a few players before we get out of here. Um, Austin Riley, you mentioned the Braves uh, scoring runs uh, on fire right now. Homer twice on Sunday now has nine home runs, hitting 320, 27 runs, 21 RBIs, a lot of loud contacts. He's a 45% hard hit guy before he went yard twice today, 11% barrel before that. Um, the K rate is up a little bit from last year. He's at 27%, but down from the, the 2019 like worry that we had at 36%. So he's he's clearly off that, uh, off that number, which is good. Uh, the bat is four twenty one, so I think it's pretty clear the batting average is not going to stick there. But uh, how do you feel about Austin Riley? Are we are we finally seeing what we thought we we're going to get in twenty nineteen? I well, I, I think he's just a feast or famine guy. Yeah, I mean, it's still going to be high. high. You think we're going to have some 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 hot and cold streaks here? I do. I mean, the the K rate is down, but it's still high. I mean, it's still a pretty high rate. I mean, it's just we've been conditioned to see so many other high rates that we're like, oh, twenty eight percent is not that bad. Funny okay. how that funny how that happened, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I like, though, that he's starting to go higher in the lineup. Uh, yeah. I, I think that that's something that the Braves are jumping on that because, I mean, he's got 16 games against righties where he's batted seventh. I think he was fifth today, though. Uh, and you, got, you like that. Uh, it just it, it also helps to face Pirates pitching. My God, the, the Pirates, they leave their uh, their their starters oh, in. That Tyler Anderson outing, the Tyler Anderson, Anderson that was oh. painful. Like, the guy's been good all year. He's leaving him out to the dry that night. It was, it was brutal. Yeah, they're, and, they're, and Brubaker, like, Brubaker, they same thing. Been really good, and they just left yep. him out there. Yeah. I have Brubaker in one of my two le- main event leagues, and it's just like cue the Rocky gift, throw the damn towel. He, he weirdly had good strikeouts and good whip, at least. Yeah, in both cases, Anderson and Brubaker yeah, both, both had did. K's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but it, just wow. And then somehow in the Anderson start, it got worse afterward. He gave up nine times, and, and they you know, scored nope, nineteen, right? 20, 20 to one. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, and you're right about Riley. He did hit fifth today. If he's going to hit fifth, I mean, you go Cunha, Freeman, Ozuna, Albies, Riley, Swanson. I mean, that's that's a talk about a prime lineup spot to drive some runs in. Oof. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a good lineup right there. Um, talking about the Dodgers, we talked about Bellinger and Gonsolin. Where are you and on, on Gavin Lux right now? He's finally warming up a little bit. Has three home runs maybe in the last ten days or so. Um, celebrated his first home run like he was the greatest hitter of all time. I thought that was pretty funny. Didn't hit a home run for six weeks and celebrates uh, the first one, but. Hit 262, 14 runs, 22 RBIs, playing a really good shortstop for Corey Seager. He's better defensively than Corey Seager is. It's pretty clear that that's the case. He's dual eligible now. Uh, hard hit rate's not great. He's like 35%, 3.2% barrel rate. Kind of surprised me. He's one of those guys you watch him and like he has the world's like sweetest swing and like everything looks good. Uh, where are you on Lux right now, kind of going forward the rest of this year? Do you think we're seeing a, like he's going to finally kind of break out? Do you think we're he's kind of who he is who he is right now? What do you feel about Lux? Strikes me as the hitter equivalent of Dustin May. He's got all everything there. It's just the results haven't come yet. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'm definitely in. Give me if I, I want more of them. I only have them in a couple of leagues. I ninety six percent sprint speed. I didn't know he's quite that fast. I, I, he stole twenty seven in the bags in the minors once. I wonder if he might could run a little more. I think he could. Uh, you know, maybe just doesn't hit in the right spot in the Dodgers lineup to do that. But I, I was surprised how fast he is. Yeah, Dodgers fans uh, should prepare themselves that Corey Seager might walk because Lux can play shortstop and well, 
Sneaker's not a good shortstop anymore. I don't know if he was originally yeah. in the arm stuff is it just kind of caught up, but he's uh, he struggled defensively this year in shortstop for sure. Maybe they could flip flop positions. Uh, that's what I was thinking too. But then you guys, I, I guess you, you just go Muncie back to first base, and but then you know you got to you got to start uh, Albert Pools every day, right? No, oh, for sure. Clearly, uh, they, of course, they do. Of course, he homered the second game. It's just oh, it's also bad. And had like an RBI the yeah. first and all that. <laughs> uh, Dodgers also have a pretty good second base prospect in Michael Bush too. Uh, and they have you know, long term, they've got another good shortstop prospect in Wilman Diaz. I mean, they're they're a development machine too. So good, yeah. I mean, they can they can get free agents, they can get guys to stay, and they're developing well. That's just a it's a powerful combo. Yeah, Michael Bush has got 898 OPS at Double uh, A Tulsa. Yeah, it's not as a 23 year old at Double A. Okay, that's that's. I mean, he could be could be better. I don't. I mean, he, I don't think he's very fast at all. I think that's the difference. Bush is not really going to be like a big time prospect, but he's a prospect. That's someone that's kind of interesting too. I uh, got another guy. Some of the pitched badly today. We talked about some good starts today, but Patrick Corbin was poor again today. Five and two thirds, eleven mm-hmm. hits, two walks, three strikeouts. Um, are you, uh, are you in on uh, sticking with him? Are you dropping him in a, in a 12 or 15 team or where are you on Corbin right now? Cause, uh, you look at a stat catch page. It's not good. I'm kicking back, having my popcorn and watching <laughs> to see if anybody is going to cut him. Cause I don't have them. Um, and what I, what I find interesting with him is the, the fastball velocity is actually up, um, to the, the 2018, 2019 levels, 91.2, yep. but the slider is two and a half miles an hour slower than it was in those really good years. And I don't know what's going on there. If he's throwing a different slider, yep. but it's clearly not as effective. I mean, the whiff rate is, it was 36%. It's still pretty good, but it's 51% in 2019. The pitch was unhittable. He, he got so many swings and misses in 2019. I mean, you look at it. You look at the stack guys page. You got X Woba, X Slug, X BA, and X X ERA are all bottom tenth percentile. It's it's rough right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't. You know, I hope. I hope. I again don't. I I don't wish ill upon him, but I also not, don't no. wish I, I I don't wish for him to get his past form either because that means somebody else is benefiting. It's a zero sum game. I don't have him. So therefore, I, I'm not rooting for him to get it back. But uh, if, if he someone drops him, I'm probably not in on the bidding too aggressively. How about that? That's I think it's a good answer, and that's kind of what I was looking for. I was I'll have to look see if he dropped him in my legs this week. But in a 15, I think I'd probably have to bid a 12. I'm not sure I even would. Yeah, um, it's, I'm not, now I'm going to look up his ownership uh, in in the NFPC because that's one of the things they do have that tool that's available. It's pretty darn awesome. So in the main. Uh, he is, oh, I looked at Corbin Woods. He's still hundred uh, percent rostered in the main. Uh, I don't know if that includes tonight's fab run or not. Uh, but it still, it still does. Cause there's a couple of, there's some injured guys are still hundred percent. So it still does. He, he was 94% in the, in the online. Yeah. Uh, that's, and I bet you that starts to drop though. If he has another one, I mean, just give up 11 hits today. Yeah, I mean, eleven hits and the easy hard hit rates over forty percent the last two years. It's uh, it's yeah, it's rough. I I, I think as it's coming in, I kind of liked him as a twenty twenty, like uh, you know, that's a blip and let's see what we got here. But uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to find uh, too much to grab onto right now. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I take it back. Those might be those might actually be updated because Fran Mill Race is only ninety eight percent now, and he was obviously hundred percent before the sure. this week. He was dropped in one of my twelve teamers. That's interesting. Yeah, I have to think about that. Um, let's see. Uh, Zach Wheeler flipping on a guy that pitched really well today. Um, seven innings, one in runs, 12 strikeouts. 
he looks like a different guy right now. K rates twenty eight percent. I mean, he and he's maintained his 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 walk drop. Like his walk his walk rate dropped to five and a half last year. Is right about there this year. Um, hard hit rates good. Barrel rates good. Throwing about nine percent more sliders. A good pitch from thirty three percent whiff rate there. One seventy batting average against. Velocity is a career high ninety seven point two. The velocity on the sliders up a mile and a half from last year. Uh, it's hard to find much wrong with Zach Wheeler. He's he he seems like a full uh, full breakout value guy right now. He sure does. Um... And I don't have a whole lot of them. Uh, I, don't, and, I don't either. I had a whole lot last year and I liked him. I just kind of missed this year. I don't know why. I thought there was like something at the beginning, like the end of spring training, but now I got it. I'm going back through our old notes to see what I remember I'm, last year he had the, like he was his, I think his girlfriend or wife was giving birth and he was thinking about opting out, but I don't oh, remember anything this year. It was the fingernail that he had that he had to have surgery in October to repair the fingernail. And that was the only thing that was kind of scary, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I he looks great. He and yes, we talked about how Boston trotted out their Sunday lineup against him today. Yeah, that certainly really helped. Did. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you got to take you got to take advantage of those matchups when they they're presented too, and not every starter can do that. So it's good just on wild him. how he didn't strike anybody out last year, and all of a sudden he's striking everybody out. Yep, gets at Tampa Bay uh, for his next start, and then home against Washington. So uh, those are his next two Mid- middle of the road opponents. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, what uh, what's up with your boy Jesse Winker? He's your boy. He's still in the Reds. Um, yeah, he seems like that homer's every freaking at bat. He's he's a very good human being. We like we like Jesse Winker. Uh, you know, I I think that 13, you know, 13 home runs. I I mean that's I love Jesse Winker. I had him I had him in leagues for years, but I I don't know if I saw him being a thirty five to forty home run type guy. Do you you see this as a real like legit thirty five home run type guy? I, I think it's a great American ballpark, 30 to 40 home run guy. They all uh, count. They all count. They do. They do at that. Uh, I think that one of the things I like is he gets to hit lefties now. Now, I don't yeah. think he's going to always hit them well. And to that to that extent, it's a 708 OPS against lefties, 1197 against righties. Did get a homer against a lefty. Uh, so he's got one now. Uh, I, I and he homered out against Freddie Peralta, which is not easy to do. Only giving up four homers coming into today. He and Castellanos have been amazing. Everybody yeah. else, not so much. That Freddie Peralta start was probably the most frustrating start of the season. Oh, I can find more, but yeah, it, no. It was, but in terms of like, he's up five one, <laughs> and right. then the, that he had he was had a quick pitches. hook. He had he's a hundred pitches. So I was like, this is probably his last batter. He threw a three-two slider with 100 pitches. Like, just throw a fastball. Like, just you're throwing 90, whatever it is, 95, and whoever I forget who. I think it was Tyler Stevenson hitting, and like he fouled off two fastballs and had no chance. Like they were both really late. He clearly was overpowering with the fastball. And there was a slider on three-two to walk him and get yanked from the game. Like it just that drove me crazy. Yeah, and then uh, they, you know, and then they brought in uh, Boxberger and he got Suarez to strike out. Get the uh, freaking win. He got, he got the freaking win for that. Yep, official scoring rules, man. That's the way the game is played. I do know that. I knew I, it was so funny because I saw I, I flipped it on my. I had like the the grid channel on. I was like saw what was going on, so I flipped it on, and then just that was painful. And once I went to three two, I was like, he's gonna walk him and get yanked. It was just, and that was the Castillo game too. So I was already hating that game anyway. And you're already and, tilting, and, and then so, you texted me like, I hate baseball. Blah blah pretty much. blah. Yeah, yeah, it was not. It was Turn not a good on the golf. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty much, I admit that it was not a good morning for me, like in baseball. The, the grid channel next to him was Zach Plesak giving up moonshots everywhere, too. So it was, uh, it was not a good, not the best morning of baseball. Luckily, uh, luckily the golf was pretty good. So it was a good break from that. Zach Plesak's just not missing bats right now. He's went, not. He, he shut down. He went, you know, first nine up, nine down, and then he didn't get out of the fourth. Crazy. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, he's up three nothing, kind of cruising, and I think it was Kepler hit a three run homer, and it just uh, he just couldn't get out of the inning. It was brutal. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, that uh, we talked about Maeda with the K rate that sticks out in 2020. Um, Zach Blesak sticks out just as much, 18 and a half to 27, back to 17. I mean, it's just it's not great. Yeah, and I only took him in the one league because I it was the uh, he just kind of lasted forever. And I remember yep. making the pick, and someone in the chat said, "Oh, look at Jensen getting gifts in our league," and I just knew I was in trouble right then. What a bargain! What a bargain! It never yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, last guy I want to talk about. I want to talk about Matt Chapman a little bit. Obviously, uh, close and dear to my heart. Um, you know, best defensive third baseman in the league, in my opinion, him and Arnado. So yeah, we'll go with both of them. But. I'm worried about Chapman's offense right now, and I'm actually legit sure. worried about it. Not like first two months of the season, like slumping worry about it. He's hitting 210 right now. The thing that worries me is you look at his strikeout rate. Um, he was a rookie in 2017, 28%, then 24% in 2018. Then he had the big 2019 at 36 home runs, uh, drove in 91 runs, scored 102 runs, hit two. He only hit 250, but 22% strikeout rate. It was like making little steps every year, kind of improving strikeout rate. Last year, jumped to 35.5%. Like, what the hell's going on? But then we found out. He was injured. There was a lot of stuff going on. He had the hip injury. He couldn't swing. He's at 33% right now, Jeff. And I'm actually worried. I mean, he's walking a lot too, but I'm worried about how much he's striking out. I mean, he's got a he's got a 300 BABIP right now. So it's not like he's getting really unlucky. He's hitting 210 with a 300 BABIP. I'm, I watch all of his at-bats. Um, hard hit rates down from the last, his lowest is in the last four years. I watch his at-bats and he just does not look, he doesn't look aggressive. He doesn't look comfortable. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's not feeling well, but then he goes out in the field and dies and makes plays. But um, this is someone that uh, I think is going to be okay, but I'm not over. I'm not as sure as I used to be. Yeah, I, sometimes you know you wait two years after a major surgery. You know, could be, could be. Uh, I, I kind of feel like that. That is probably the prudent thing with Chapman. I have a couple of places where I have them, and you know, the thing is, you can't drop them. You can't bench them really. Uh, yeah. That that's that's the tough part. You know, you invest a lot of draft capital. You're not going to. I mean, that shouldn't matter too much. But let's face it. You're not going to find a ready replacement for him either. Maybe in a 10-teamer, you could. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in 12 guy, or 15, you're probably not. You're probably yeah. stuck with him. 36 home runs in 2019, and still it's the ball hard. But I don't know. It just seems like he's a little bit of a different hitter. You, and the, the injury thing, you might be right. I mean, he he obviously had a yeah. serious injury last year. And maybe I mean, strike, the swing strike rate's at 12.5%. He was under 10% in 2019. He's just nothing about him looks the same as it did in 2018 and 2019 right now. Yep. And they're playing 10 more games before they get another day off. So – yeah, that, that's the thing. He's just, I think that when you're, you're recovering like this, rest and rehab is so important. Sleep schedules matter, all that sort of stuff. I think, you know, and you're, look how many hitters are already going down anyhow. Um, and it's just guys coming back. It's it's a special burden, I think. They face a lefty tomorrow and you say, Kuchi, I think I'd give him Tuesday or Wednesday off. I think I'd let him sit against one of the righties and just kind of let Pinder play third or let, uh, let someone else play third for a day. I think he, I think he might need a mental day off. Yeah, Gilbert and Flexen are the two righties. I mean, that that oh, seems I don't, I don't, ideal. I don't, I don't want to miss any of those either. But I mean, I just, I feel like he might need a day, and I think probably the lefty tomorrow. You probably don't give him the day yet, but I think, I think he needs one. Yeah, well, put Pinder at third for a game. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Um, anybody else you want to talk about? Anything else baseball player wise that's on your mind or otherwise? I just want to mention, you know, I got, you know, twelve. I had twelve NFBC universe pickups, twelve different players. It's just scramble time. Miguel Sano was available in one of my leagues. Wow. So uh, I, I went to the mattress for him. Did you get him? Uh, I did. I how did much get did you, him. How much did you pay? 70. Well, it wasn't. It's a 12-er. So okay. my, that my definition of going to the mattresses for someone is, is definitely different. 
but this is this is a league where I had like three dead spots too, so I had to be aggressive. Uh, and I, I think I, I think that's a, I think it's a good bid without being without being crazy about it. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what I bid in a second I mean, here. I bid seventy three, and second place is fifteen. Yeah, Danny, I mean Danny Santana went for eighty in my in my online. So I don't Tyler Naquin in the same league went for one twenty two. Uh, did you okay. have Did you have anybody really big in any of your main events? Anybody really that uh, was expensive? I had one. I had one over hundred bucks. I had Dane Dunning went for one twenty five. He's available in one of mine. I, I was in on him, but not. I, he's been really good, but not at that price. Danny Santana went for one thirteen and eighty six respectively. Ahmed Rosario one seventeen. Yeah. Carson Ke- Carson Kelly was available in one of them, and I, he went for one fourteen. I did know he was available in that league because I talked to people that are in your league. Um, talk to people, huh? Yeah. Who uh, he went for one fourteen? You said, yeah, second place one oh three. I mean, it, catcher's so bad. I, I was surprised he was dropped in that league just because they, they when they got hurt, they pretty much said he was going to miss yeah. the minimum. But you know, sometimes you just roster wise, you just can't hold on to somebody. But uh, right. there aren't many there aren't many catchers that hit, and he's certainly been one of them at least to start the year. I was uh, I, I was kind of figuring that was going to be uh, some some uh, aggressive bidding. Yeah, I, I couldn't be aggressive because my two catchers there. I mean, it's not like I, I'm killing the world, but I do have Buster Posey. And Jan so, Gomes. So, wait, wait. So you are killing the world then? Yeah, but and I so but yeah, I know. But Jan Gomes is perfectly solid. Yeah, I, I no need to go knock myself silly for going for Carson Kelly yeah. in that. You're league. not you're not bidding a hundred dollars in a catcher when you have those two guys right now. Right, and especially when I'm trying to replace Alonzo, Biggio, maybe Grisham, maybe not. We'll see. You know, I, I have so many other places to fill. And, and you have you have the nationally MVP at catcher. So what what are you going to do? I guess I guess so. He's been, he's been awesome. He has been awesome. Was he a target for you or just kind of a, he was there, you took him kind of kind of guy? More of the latter. It was more of a target for Shu than me. To, too. You're supposed to say big target. You're supposed to lie. No, and in fact, it was, Shu was the one that want, was like, you, you should take him. And I, I think I wanted to take Gomes first. And, you know, we waited and still got Gomes. So Shu was right. Posey's hitting 355. He's good. He's good. He's healthy. You know, there go. there's another example of the, you know, Give a guy some rest and some good things happen yeah. sometimes. The you want, you want an example for a yeah, rest a year off. I mean, suddenly the guy had no power. The power was gone and he went 12 home runs in was that 119 games in 2018. He has nine already this year. It's yeah. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And the thing is though, remember every year he was banged up behind yeah. the plate. He's, he's a catcher. Like you just by the end by the middle of summer, you're banged up. But uh I, I did not see. I did not. I thought the average might pop back, but I did not. I did not see the power. No, I didn't see this at all. Yeah. Obviously, I, I mean, I just totally look at my projection it. form. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see the power coming at all. I mean, he wasn't hitting the ball hard. And he's he's smoking. I mean, that's legit. He's had. He's a forty nine percent hard hit rate guy right now. Eleven and a half percent barrel. Like he's actually hitting the ball really hard. Yeah, he is. It's uh, you know, it's fun though. I mean, guys like that come out of nowhere. It's like uh, almost like a fifty year old guy winning a golf tournament. What do you know? Yeah, good good way to finish up. Thank you. Uh, so anything else, anything else you had in your mind? Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Just, it was a fun sports day. Uh, baseball was. results aside. I mean, we had that, we had the premier league finishing up today. A lot of good, interesting results there. Uh, yeah. Just good sports and day. NBA playoffs were great today too. The, 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 I, I tweeted something about the Knicks, like MSG with fans in a playoff game. is just like a special, great, great venue. It's just like that game. I don't even care about the Knicks. I don't care about the Hawks, but that game was just so fun. Cause that crowd was just bonkers. I mean, I haven't had a playoff game in eight years and it's yeah. just something about a, a New York event like that. Sometimes Madison Square Garden's a special place. It was, it was, it was really fun to watch. Yeah, it was, it was, and it, it was a long sports day. If you like formula one, Monaco was today. It was not yeah. a good race, but can you give uh, me, can you give me 10 seconds on why uh, that guy with the Ferrari guy didn't race? 
there was a gearbox problem. They tried. Uh, they, they he won the poll, but they chose not to replace it. He would have had to. They you could you repair it or replace it. If you replace it, you had to go back five spots. They wanted to keep the poll. They couldn't repair it in time. Uh, oh, that's brutal. Yeah, that's my understanding of it. Okay, no, no, my, I, my understanding I, of F one is. Eh, it, it, right. it's all stems from the Netflix series, of course, but yeah. no, uh, I saw, I saw a few stories about it. And I think that that actually makes sense. Cause that, that it's kind of, I didn't fully get it, but now that makes sense. Because track positions, everything in Monaco, you can't pass. Yeah, there were no passes pass. on the track, except for like these super slow cars. There was no competitive passes. The sync entire race. It was the worst race ever. It yeah. Was I very don't, boring. I did. I love the, I love the Netflix series, but every time they go to Monaco, it seems like it's the most boring race ever. Yeah. It, it's, it, I think the announcers called it a parade lap race. Um, it's like the it's like the final stage of the Tour de France, basically. <laughs> there There's go. just nothing significant happens. Gotcha. All right, now that we've hit every other sport possible, that's pretty good. We got yeah. uh, we got we got about twelve sports in there in the last uh, last forty five seconds. But thanks for everybody for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. That's W Y N N Bet. Uh, we do appreciate uh, them for the sponsorship. Uh, again, if you could please rate or read the podcast, it'd be great. If you want to follow Jeff, his name is on the screen. If you have any listening in the audio version, it's Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Other than that, so we'll be back at you next Sunday night talking more baseball. I hope everybody has a great week and take care.